Welcome everyone to the P3 Podcast. This is the Pittsburgh Pile Driver Podcast with me, Boot the Bard, baby. And Beef the Legend checking in. It's your this turn. Is where, this is where Alec Ransom would introduce himself. Oh, sorry. This is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Alec Ransom. Well, I didn't know if you two dum dums were finished, you know, giving yourself <laughs> WWE nicknames with. You know, all that hullabaloo oh, and whatnot. No, we made up I a fake one. I figured that was just going to keep going. No, we had a fake one from a video game. It's perfectly fine. All right, so I think we should I think we should have a little bit of an introduction to Fauntleroy here because we did our Facebook Live broadcast uh, feed, a little prototype of the podcast, and he made an appearance in the comments. And, John uh, seen a shout-out there with the prototype. Out of, oh. The, <laughs> oh, man. I forgot all about that. That was his gimmick back in the, uh, what, OVW? <laughs> Sure was. Was it in OVW that he was the prototype? Half man, and half man. We're off, and we're off the tracks already two minutes in. Oh, go ahead. Back. No, it's Mr. The, Ransom. No, on the run sheet we got right here, we got intro. This is the intro. And it's all fine. Nowhere, nowhere is John Cena mentioned. Go ahead, Mr. Ransom. Oh, sorry. I, I was just, I was going off of the WWE, you know, playbook here. Any Anytime you can somehow mention John Cena. That's what Lol Cena bring us all the viewers that'll bring us all the sponsorships that'll bring us all the money and then everybody will wind up hating us because it's all about john cena oh no it's gonna and be a fun. new shirt every year and a brand new shirt every single year wrestlemania guaranteed Ugh. uh and the best colors too you hear those shirts before you see them oh my gosh oh it makes my eyes bleed so uh so a little bit a little bit about alec ransom over here how long you've been watching wrestling uh oh heaven happily i don't know um Oh, excuse me there. Oof, two two beers in and I got the burps. Oh boy. Uh, what? <laughs> probably say late late elementary school, so maybe you know fifth grades, rolling into middle school, sixth gradeish. I don't know. I was early teens when I started watching. It was uh, it was off and on, but uh, I really didn't get quite hooked on it until um, you know the the Shawn Michael heydays. So. Probably shortly after Shawn Michaels won his first WWE championship is when I really started watching. Oh, when and, the boyhood uh, dream came true, huh? That's right. That's right. Kick that stupid whiny pile of crap, Brett the whiny big baby fat heart out of the ring. Uh, well, well then. Yeah, we're starting on already. So I'm, I got my heel pants on. I'm ready to shit all over <laughs> Bret Hart. I'm gonna. That's gonna be my gimmick. That's oh, gonna don't, be my don't gimmick worry. This podcast is don't, to shit all over Bret Hart as much as I can. Hell, don't worry. Goes. Don't worry. Whenever whenever Bret Hart came out against uh, came out against Seth Rollins, saying, "Well, he's a you know he's a real dangerous worker." You know, I mean, he he injured that uh, Irish Finn Balor fella, and he ended Sting's career. You know, he's real unsafe. The internet has hated hated Bret Hart. He's a so bit- here's my thing. And and, and 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 I promise I'm not gonna do this the whole time. But oh, here's you the thing: so run, run no, sheet no, no. aside. Yeah, run sheet aside. Yeah. Uh, Bret Hart. So I, you know, I'm a, I'm in favor of Bret Hart's memory up until he left that Survivor Series, whatever, '97, uh, screw job. You know that Bret Hart. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, he's a, one one of the best ever. Now Bret Hart, yeah, he's a whiny old man who, what, who has little to no idea about today's product or what people want. And I think that he probably never had an idea for what people wanted. He knew what he wanted, which you know, great for Canada, but not great for him. So, but Canada. regardless, Canadian hero, Canadians, Canadian zero, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's that's, that's kind of hurtful. Feelings in there now. Uh, before before I, we're gonna we're gonna have a we're gonna have a rant here about Bret Hart later in this later in this episode. I've oh. just I've just decided that that's what well, and before we 
before, before we jump into anything, I do want to mention and I do want to thank our first official sponsor, um, which is WrestleDeals.com, uh, which is your home for violent deals and bloody good prices. Um, we were approached for the sponsorship by that um, by Sean Tischler, who has things up over there. And uh, it's an exciting partnership, so we want to thank him for partnering with the Pittsburgh Piledriver podcast over WrestleDeals.com. Thanks thank, so much. Thank you so much for taking a chance on this scrappy little podcast. Yeah, one one freaking intro episode in, and he's he's uh, looking to sponsor us, which is a you know we fooled him good. So. <laughs> <laughs> and B, kudos to you two for putting on one hell of a great first episode. Uh, you know, I, I jumped in and out as as my evening was progressing there, listening to you guys. But uh, I went back and I listened to the whole fling and flying and flagship, and uh, man, if if they're all this good then at least I'll be entertained. I don't know about any of these other mooks, but I'll be entertained. And then frankly, yeah, at the man. end of the day, that's well, all I care about. It's just like it's just like with comedy. If you can make yourself laugh, that's the most important thing. You guys and killed it. You, you guys killed you it know. on that first episode. It was really good. Oh, thank you. People people have been asking me, you know, I've, I've, I've been getting, hey, you know, when's more? You know, when am I going to get more? So I'm hoping that maybe this thing kind of catches wildfire. And, you know, if not, hey, we're happy to have who we have, whether it's 20 of you, whether it's 30 of you, whether it's two of you that listen to the podcast over and over again. Thanks or for whether fun, if it's just the three of us dum dums listening to each other, then whatever. That's, fi- that's yeah, exactly. fine. too. Well, well, thank you both for subscribing to the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. wait, we were supposed to do that. Anyway, let's uh, <laughs> look it on here. So we're coming up on Mania season. We're there. We're like what two two weeks away? Uh, exactly two weeks to the day. Yes, exactly sir. two weeks away to the day. Now. Uh, you know, we we have here. There are so many wonderful WrestleMania moments, and also some wonderfully terrible WrestleMania moments. No. What are some of Ooh. your guys's favorite, favorite, favorite WrestleMania moments? I'm gonna, I think it's a great way to kind of, you know, kinda, to kind of foray with each other to kind of like introduce the wrestling audiences. Because yes, people know Beef, people know Chuck, people know Adam, but they may not know who, who? you know, we are. Whenever, who? What? Uh, when, whenever we're looking at wrestling, so I think this is a great way. Uh, go ahead, Adam. You, or go ahead. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Hold on. Yeah, Ransom. I tell you, it's just, you know, if this was Cape Fave time, <laughs> Marty, Marty Gennetti would be putting his untalented foot right down your throat. Oh. <laughs> That's right, Marty. Yeah. I've shit on you. That's right. Um, I, I, you know what? I'm going to probably say that my favorite WrestleMania moment is, and it might come to a surprise to Beef, because I'm sure he's thinking in the back of his mind, oh, he's probably about to suck off Shawn Michaels because it's a blah, blah, blah. It's, no, it's not. It's not a Shawn Michaels match. It's a Bret Hart, oddly enough, wow. versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. That, for me, man, I, I don't know if a WrestleMania match can get better than that than that uh, match between Bret Hart and Steve Austin. And I'll tell you the, the probably my, my reason why is going into that match, at the, at the very end of the match, it was a complete 180 for the both of them. Going mm-hmm. in, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the heel. People booed him. He was the cocky, finger-throwing beer drinking heel and bret hart was the white meat baby face at the end of that match bret hart walked out to a chorus of booze and when steve austin stood up and hobbled out of that arena he was cheered and clapped and it was a complete 180 man did they tell a great story a double turn is always always awesome whenever it's played out just right which is what they did it, they did. if it's done right if it's done right let's let, let's quantify that yes you're 100 right a double turn is amazing, and that double turn is the is the double that, turn that I that go is, to. Like that's the one. That is. And textbook. I'll tell you why that's probably the best double turn is because it wasn't one of those deals where it was organic. You know, it was 
it was it wasn't like a oh it was you know it wasn't a double turn that was shoved down somebody's throat like it wasn't a seth rollins giving a low blow to dean ambrose in the shield double turn yeah you know what i mean it wasn't like that or the People Nakamura to cheer Steve Oh my gosh, uh, I don't even yeah, want right. to start it on. There we go. Constant <laughs> chow fucking mein low blows. Fucking so, disappointment is what it is. Go yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but, go on. Continue. As they wrestled through that match, I think, I think with as good as Steve Austin was and how he would never give up and he just kept pushing and he was bloodied and beaten down and he just wouldn't submit people just organically started to cheer for him thinking, man, this is one tough son of a gun. And with Bret Hart, just keep, he keeps putting it in, putting it in the sharpshooter just keeps wrenching it in. And people didn't want to see that, you know, it just got to a point where it was like, Hey, Brett, like let off the dude, uh, you know, and Steve, he didn't submit. He passed out in a pool of his own blood. And I think right there, a lot of, you know, wrestling fans are like, damn, this is one, this is one hell of a tough son of a bitch, and he's going to do amazing things. It, it was after oh. Brett won, when he came back and started kicking on Stone Cold, I think that's when it was completely solidified in the, okay, the, Brett's, he's a big boy crybaby. The stars, the stars just so many times in Steve Austin's career aligned perfectly. Yep. Just yep. perfectly. And that, yeah. and his, what, win, his I, win for King of, King of the Ring, when it was supposed to be Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. But what? What about what about you there, Beef? Well, and, and just just note about about Hart and Austin real quick. Oh, okay. Um, but you know that that match was amazing, hundred percent. What's weird is like the whole build up had Austin as the heel. There was no no seeds of a double turn because the whole time Austin's making it personal with Bret Hart. Austin is you know it and you know. And in a lot of times, you couldn't, you know, fault the baby face for going above and beyond after that kind of a personal attack happened. Right. So the fact that they did the double turn so well really speaks to both men. Um, but as far as my favorite mania moment, I mean, I I waffle on a lot of them because there there are a lot of really really amazing things. Um, Undertaker, Kurt Angle's matches. You know, um, I, here's the thing. I went back and I went old school this weekend. I watched WrestleMania three. I think the WrestleMania moment, the one that solidified WrestleMania as a thing, was whenever Hulk Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant. That is like the quintessential moment. Whenever like the and yes, I realize that Hulk Hogan was never really the underdog, but like whenever the 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 fighting spirit of the people like was overcame the 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 uh, the immovable object as it was. Like I think that Hogan. That moment just captured the imagination of so many people. And, like, to me, like, anytime that they show an intro, they show either A, him and Andre going nose to nose, or B, him actually slamming Andre. So, like, that to me, I think is like the quintessential moment for WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's absolutely classic. And there's, there's still so much mystery surrounding it because there's the debate of whether the slam was planned or Andre called it during the match. Oh, I was not aware of that. Yeah, like the like a court. There's like conflicting stories about the fact that you know it was planned from the beginning. Was Andre actually going to let Hogan go over? Because Andre was one of the. And you hear guys say that with Andre back in the day, if Andre didn't want to put you over or didn't want to cooperate, there no way you were going to make him. You know what I, I mean? mean? He was a mountain of a man. You oh know? yeah. If, what are you going to do against Andre the Giant if he, if he doesn't want to go with you? If he doesn't want to sell? If he doesn't want to give a 
you know, if he doesn't want to work with you, what are you going to do? Nothing. Yeah, it's, it's Nothing. not one of those things where, you know, it's uh, Jeff Hardy comes to the ring all doped up and Sting manhandles oh, him. And, right. you know, handle, what, you know, handles business. It's not that. What a like, low you know, point. Andre, what oh, a low yeah. point in the industry, side note. Yep. Good lord. But yeah, no, Andre, if he comes to the ring and he doesn't want to do business with you, he's going to make you look like a fool and you can't do anything about no. it. Besides taking a knife out and stabbing him. And even I don't think that would do anything. No, but so... That's the thing is that, it, and there was also, I think it was Hogan said in his book, he said um, that Andre during the match said, all right, slam me boss. You know what I, he called everybody boss. He said, slam <laughs> me. You know what I mean? Yikes. And yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's that. Um, my, my favorite mini moment there, there are two that I thought about. Um, and one of the, the the one that I think I'm gonna I'll, I'll mention one of the the runner up for me was gonna be uh, Owen versus Brett as the opening match at WrestleMania 10. Yeah, that was a clinic. And if Owen had not won that match, if Owen had not won that match, his career probably would have died there. He would have just been undercard, mid card. He would have just been Bret Hart's brother. Like it, it like I agree. There no, you're right. <laughs> there wouldn't have been anything else he would have done, you know. And then you could make the argument that you know, if that would have happened, it might not have led to his untimely death. You know what I mean? But again, that is what pushed him over as legitimate star in the eyes of the fans. He was always better, in my opinion. I like watching Owen matches sometimes better than Bret Hart matches. I mean, Bret Hart, yeah. admittedly. Owen was a better storyteller. Owen, Owen was a better storyteller. I, I love Bret in the ring. He, you know, he, he is the tactician, but I think Owen held the match better but, than Bret did for, for the most part. But now for me, the one that really pops out in my mind, I fell out of wrestling for a long time. So there was a lot that I missed. But for me in recent memory, one of the best moments, and, and Beef, you can probably call it exactly which one. I'm bad at remembering exactly which WrestleManias are which, but it was after... The match, uh, it was uh, Reigns versus Lesnar, and right after that, you hear Seth Rollins' music hit. Oh, 31. Oh, cashing in. Cashing in. Dude, goosebumps. Absolute goosebumps. He comes down, gets that belt, starts swinging it around, standing strong and tall at the end of that mania. That. Michael Cole with the best line ever. You know, the heist of the century. What a great, I mean, you know what? It's not very often that I'll defend Michael Cole because I think he's a company shill. But I think that that line is another like iconic line. The heist of the century. What a great line. And and in that moment, like still, like I thought about it and I got goosebumps. Like that place yeah. when Rollins' music hit, it came unglued. That place just blew up, and you knew, you knew you were getting what you wanted. There was no way they were going to send Rollins out there and have him fail at a cash in. To be no fair, way. though, the alternative was. To, to be fair, though, the alternative was Lesnar or Reigns, and like Lesnar, the heel was getting over. That's that was that was the precipice of like that was the the uh, the genesis of Suplex City. Was oh, yeah. The fact that 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 they that the that they you know Suplex City bitch, the fans loved it because they hated Reigns, and they you know probably still hate Reigns, but that's you know, here there no here nor there. But yeah, no, it's, it's that. Everyone... Once once the shield is completely gone, you'll see the hate for Roman Reigns come back out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unfortunately, you know, that's that's what's going to happen. Well, I think. I think honestly, right now with them get, pulling the curtain back on Reigns and having people see how much of a locker room leader he is, and it's not just puffery, it's not just you know whatever. 
um it's um it's genuine like the the man is like he has the best intentions for the business he goes out there no matter what and does his best and i'll tell you what you, you give him the all the shit in the world you want the man can put on a match mm-hmm. like he puts on a he's, great match and he's he's super charismatic and he you know he can hate he can candle he can carry the brand if you go back and watch, uh, and, and I want to apologize to the viewers, my voice is not what it is because I was rocking out a little bit too hard last night. But mm. uh, if, if you go back and watch um, some of the old, uh, well, old, quote-unquote, uh, Royal Rumbles from, like, um, right around that time, WrestleMania uh, 30, 31, etc. Like, when the, the year that in, in Pittsburgh where Daniel Bryan should have come out and Daniel Bryan should have won and he didn't, the crowd was oh. 100% behind Roman Reigns. They wanted to, and he was over huge. And I was like, okay, you know what? They're doing something good. But the problem is, is they failed to capitalize on it then and there. And they let it gestate for like six months. And then they forced it down your throat. If they would have ran with that right then and there, and if they would have put Roman Reigns over then and there, I think that it's a completely different story for Roman Reigns. Who, who took that rumble? Um, that was... Was that, was that the... With the year Batista came back? Or, yes. Oh, yeah. No, that it, was, was, it was Batista. That was, that was Batista, yeah. Because he was supposed to come back to a thunderous ovation because he was not Brian. Like, oh, that's yep. right. That's you right. Know. The crowd shit all, shit all over him because and they wanted Daniel Bryan. Poor they, fucking Rey Mysterio. Like, Rey oh. Mysterio did nothing wrong. That was like his last, his, that, that was his last match in WWE until his most recent return. And they just. Ate him alive well, and, and, because and, and they wanted Daniel Bryan number thirty. They picked the wrong, wrong city to do that in. They I, did. Well, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if it's the cities anymore. I think, I think there were rowdy cities back in the day, but I think anymore, if the WWE does something that really, really displeases the WWE universe, and I say that, and every time I say that, I cringe because I just, I, I, I think that's the dumbest dumbest saying in the world um but anytime they do something that, that displeases the wwe universe people let them know now i think i think in the past you know there would be some smatterings of booze and things like that but nowadays there's thunderous booze there's random chants you know people start chanting for jbl and michael cole and cm punk who aren't even you know in wrestling here's where so here's, I, I think I, it's to the point where it's like the wwe and i i feel like you know, it's a double-edged sword. Like, the WWE, they want to do what they think is best for their company. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of the times they're ignoring what people really want to see. I think, well... Because the crowd lets them know what they want to see. And I think sometimes, you know, sure, WWE should go, you know what? You know, probably the people want to see this, but that's not in the best interest of our company. I, but uh, at other times, WWE should stand up and recognize, uh, you know what? Daniel Bryan got himself over. The crowd loves him. Eh, we're throwing Batista and Randy Orton and Mysterio at, at the crowd. I think. I think. What's it's part, that going to do? I think it's part and parcel of two things. Number one, the reason that you that you say that there's there's no more like super hot wrestle like cities like there was back rowdy cities like there was back in the day is the advent of social media and the fact that kayfabe is dead. Let me let me let me butt in here All real right. quick. I think, I think uh, more cities I will... are rowdy nowadays than before. Yes, Whereas before but... you would have. Chicago or but, Pittsburgh or Madison Square Garden, those would well, be like a rowdy places. I, a, I think everywhere is rowdy. And and I have I have an example to cite that will prove this wrong. If you go back <clears throat> the night that they um, brought Gargano and Ciampa 
and Black and Ricochet up from the um from from NXT, they were in like Tennessee or like Iowa or Idaho or Arkansas or something, and it like they were they, they, they were good matches. It it was it was it was a great night of Raw, which is very rare anymore. And it sounded like the fans just weren't even there. So I think that there still are, you know, it's, it's, for me, for my money, Pittsburgh, Philly, New York, Chicago, and like the West Coast are always going to be hotbeds. Well, what West Coast is hot because that's where that's where a lot of the indie scene is out there now. Like that's Peter really BG. a hotbed. Shout out to my boy Super Dragon. There you go. Well, you know what? We're let's let's move on to something a little more positive here. I think we. I, right, I think exactly. we're really something a little bit more positive here. <laughs> uh, well, you know, listen, you can heal up on stuff, but I'll. Be, I beg you to heal up on this. So, according uh, here, I have uh, NBC.com, WCHM, uh, Columbus. Here is the source. WWE donated one million dollars to UPMC charity, uh, Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh, and it says here, uh, quote from the article: A ribbon cutting ceremony was held uh, last week. In UPMC's Children's Hospital, Pittsburgh, it comes after a $1 million donation from the WWE represented by Chief Branding Officer Stephanie McMahon and her husband, Executive Vice President Paul Triple H Levesque. The gift from WWE established the family-centered MIBG therapy suite at the Children's Hospital. Um, and uh, they treat, it says here, they treat high-risk uh, neuroblastoma, which is an aggressive uh, cancer of the nerve cells that quickly spreads and affects mostly children uh, under the age of five. So that was something uh, that was that was really, really cool uh, to see that they're, they're really reaching out um, and trying to make a difference. Um, and we'll cut on, we will, we will cut on WWE a lot. Oh, you all know, day long. And, and fans of our podcast, and yes, hopefully we will have fans now, uh, will we'll probably, probably be in agreement with us that there's a lot of things that WWE does wrong, booking wise, putting people over, etc. But no one, you know, to my money, no one can be smart what they're doing, uh, ph philanthropy, philanthropy wise, um, with donations like this. Um, with the Make a Wish stuff that Cena and Reigns do, uh, oh even I God. think the Miz has done some minutes to Make a Wish stuff. Like these guys, and like <clears throat> you watching them, um, they, they had a, they had a segment on Raw about like Reigns and Balor and Rollins and all visiting the Children's Hospital, and you can see their eyes light up, and they, the wrestlers love it, and the kids love it, and, and and it's and it's great. Like that to me is 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 the crux of. What wrestling can do is it, it, it can uplift those kids who have, you know, not a lot of hope in the world, to be, to be frank. And it can really make them just, you know, f for a day, for a week, for a month, forget about what they're going through and, and, and realize that they, you know, that these superstars, these larger-than-life people they see on TV have taken time out of their day to come. And, I mean, it's just, it's just awesome. Like, that, that kind of thing is just amazing to me. Yeah, WWE really... Uh... You know, as as much as they portray bad guys on uh, on TV, and you know, and I know that's their job to do it. And damn it all, Triple H and Stephanie can really, really portray some hateful people. Uh, mm. You know, back in the Authority days and and things like that. But even now. the things that they do to donate their time and their money to to people in need. You know, I, I, I have all the respect in the world for Triple H, and I have all the respect in the world for Stephanie and, uh, you know, the WWE in general for giving the money, uh, you know, and, and having all these superstars go and donate their time. And, then, and I think you're right. You know, the, the, kids, the kids' eyes, 
my goodness, to see the joy on their faces because it, it, it takes away from some of the, the terrible darkness that they go through on a daily basis, you know, to see some of the larger than life, some of these heroes, uh, you know, come in and visit them is, is a really an amazing thing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can't say enough good things about the WWE and the, yeah, the WWE employees that, that do that for those for those kids. I mean, good on them. Yeah, and and I'll I'll make a point here as well. As much as we may you know run down WWE and Vince and their bookers and everything else, the thing you got to remember is WWE is number one in the world, not just America in the world. I'm talking, you know, New Japan has a great product, but guess what? They're not an international product. Ring of Honor's you know great, but it ain't nowhere near the level. You know, all, all elite less all all elite wrestling. Oh, try again them yeah no right uh third third time the charm say what you will about them and i'm excited for their product but i mean the fact is they're not going to be on wwe oh. level for probably a long time fun fact uh did you hear that they uh are filing for the copyrights for um um what was it bash at the beach i did not i think That's it's interesting it's bash at the beach, freaking fantastic bash at the beach or starcade it's one of the two it's a whole bunch of stuff that was like WWC or WCW got it WCW uh related um that got Cody you. and when Cody was asked about this it was a whole bunch of stuff you can go look it up but Co uh when um uh Cody was asked about it he said I'm just trying to get back my father's legacy and blah 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 and you kind of go are you though because I really don't think you should be likening because people are already likening them to WCW and I, I I don't I I don't think that it would be prudent to brand your new product up and coming product saying that you're different. You have all these wonderful stars coming in. I mean the Lucha Brothers alone, I got hyped for. You know what I mean? Uh uh, you know Ray Phoenix and Pentagon Junior. I'm so excited for them to be in there. But like you have this wonderful roster of people. You have all this great stuff. Do not sully it with ghosts of the past. You do not need to run your product off of former glories make new how you're going to make money and how you're actually going to be competitive and and take a stand uh to make the wrestling world more viable going oh you don't have to go to wwe to be successful and really draw out a career you need yes. to just forge ahead with your own product your own ideas and use the uh talent that is there well yes two things though two things though one these the, you know, Bash to Beach specifically, like the, the events that WCW did well were Bash to the Beach and Halloween Havoc. People look forward to those two events more than pretty much anything else at Starcade. Now, I want to, I want to, before you, before you continue, I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm prefacing this. I'm pretty sure it was Bash at the Beach and Starcade. It might have just been Starcade. I just wanted to preface that. Go ahead. Well, so I, I, I would, I would actually believe that it probably wouldn't be Starcade because WWE actually still runs Starcade. They just run as a house show. No, they ran Starcade for the last two years. Oh, have they it's, done it two years? Yes, sir. Why it's, is it a house it, show? It, it, who knows? Uh, you know, they're. It's not even a recorded network special. That's that's what bugs me. Like, I, yeah, I don't care if you want to make it a full fledged pay per view. You can let make me, it let me, special. Let me yeah. chime in and, and give my opinion as to why it's a house show. Go ahead. Because Starcade was <laughs> the WrestleMania of WCW. Mm -hmm. And I think there's still that that little bit of I don't know the man. And I, I frankly probably would be a little bit afraid to know him. But I, I wanna <laughs> yeah, I, I wanna I, say that there's maybe that still there, that little bit of ha 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 gotcha. 
coming out of Vince McMahon to WCW or Ted Turner or whoever else was involved in it. And he says to himself, you know what? I'm going to take their WrestleMania and I'm going to make it a house show. Suck on that. Speaking of I don't life, know if that's boy. true, but I could see that being the reason why it's not an actual pay-per-view or a WWE Network special or something like that. I could see that being the reason why. I don't know. And going back to your, and, and going back to your initial point, Poot, that about Cody Rhodes and, uh, and invoking WCW. I don't think he's necessarily invoking WCW as he is as he is invoking his father. And you can say what you will about that. Um, Dusty Rhodes, obviously a legend, one of the greatest that ever lived, and probably one of the best stick men out there. Um, but I mean, if you're the kid, if you're the son of Dusty Rhodes, how how do you how how do you not you know use that and market it? So I, I get that, you know, and any time that he can you know use that liaison, I you know it's it's smart. And like I said, if if that's you know if, if we're talking the ones that were you know if, if we're talking about like Super Brawl or um, uh, like Sin or Greed or any of those other new ones that they had, like yeah you know it's stupid and why do that? But if we're talking about like the the ones or like you know the, like Clash of the Champions or Bash of the Beach or, or Halloween Havoc, like those are you know fan fan clamored ones. You know why doesn't WWE do do Halloween Havoc? Everybody asks that all the time. Why? Why not? You know. So I I, I get it. That is true. Well, I think it's probably because, you know, and you've, again, this is all going off of, well, excuse me. This <laughs> is all going off of you speculation. You're fighting potato you. chips over there? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was, I was crushing, crushing, crushing water bottle. It's all good. Go for a, go, go for her crucifix pin. Freaking jumbo, I tell you, some of them never. Yeah, that's what you hear on most professional podcasts or, you know. That was quite the letdown. Speaking, speaking of letdowns. Smashings. Speaking of letdowns. We got a little thing on here that we're going to call Beef's Legendary Letdowns. Beef's the, leg so the Legendary thing. Letdowns. Yeah, lay it on us. Yeah. So here's the thing. Okay. So I'm going to be perceived as the Let negative me. guy. Like, Adam's probably going to be the heel guy, the, the, the dick ass, whatever. Ransom. Who but am I? Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 Uh, anyway. He's gonna be perceived as the you know the heel guy, Back and Poot's gonna be like 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 the guy who's who's you know for the most you, you have a bright and sunny disposition, Poot. Yeah, well. Good for you. I'm the guy who's gonna be like, why is this guy always tearing down everything? So I figured, well, why not run with it? And we're gonna do a segment called Beef's Legendary Letdowns on the podcast. The first one, and so, uh, and I wanted to mention this earlier, but I forgot. So, um, noting that this is happening on uh, Sunday, March 24th, before Raw and SmackDown this week. Um, my legendary letdown to start with is Kurt Angle's last opponent. Ugh. Oh boy! Yeah, right. I still right? say it's a work. I'm fairly Baron, certain this is a WWE Universe letdown. Baron fucking Corbin. Now, here's the thing: I was a big outspoken guy against Corbin for a long time. I thought that he had like the worst dad bod in the industry, and his stomach looked like. An upset person, saddest like his, torso his in stomach, the business. It was so. And, and I mean, <laughs> God bless him. He's worked his ass off. He's gotten cut. He has been. He's he's, he's doing better on the not mic. A, he's doing better in the ring. Now you say that, but, but he's been wearing that outfit simply to hide his sad, sad, morose stomach. Well, oh. or you know, it's the same reason that they keep Big Show off of the off of the show every two years so that he can lose a bunch of weight and come back and like, oh my God, look at Big Show. He's like half of him former self. Um, but regardless. Um, wow. So, I like I, I like sitting on Big Show hour. I that's that's its own podcast. Uh, let me tell you. But mm. so Corbin, I'm I'm a fan of the guy. I, I I dig the entrance music. I dig the finisher. I dig him. I don't think that this is the right opponent for Kurt Angle. 
I and you know, reportedly, you know, we obviously are, you know, big time dirt sheet readers, all of us, so we don't know what the real story is. But reportedly, Kurt Angle wanted something bigger and better, something with more like pizzazz. Because Baron Corbin, when he wins, and he will win, because remember in wrestling, you go out on your, your back. last match, you go out on your back. So when Baron Corbin wins, that's gonna go over like a fart in church. It's going to just be the worst. Yeah. Now, I will come back and boomerang. And I'll, I will let you guys talk, I promise. But I'm going to boomerang and say, right after I come up with this topic, I read online uh, that it's reported. So two things. Uncle Dave, Dave Melter, is saying Ugh. that it's 100% in point, that it is in stone that it's happening. Dave's got a lot of inside tracks. He knows what he's talking about for the most part. But I've also read reports that because of the negative backlash on this, that they are reconsidering. There are two weeks until WrestleMania. Uh, and like, like <clears throat> in my mind, I've always kind of thought the thing was solidified for WrestleMania like months ahead of time. But going back and watching some previous manias, they, they, they'll, they'll show the recap videos. Things really don't shore up until like the last week or so. So realistically, they could definitely put in time. And I think for me, and again, you guys can chime in as well. But my my for my pick, it's John Cena. No one works as hard as John Cena. No one gets over like Cena does. And I think that he's the guy to do it. Discuss. Uh, nothing against John Cena. You know, Lord knows I've had my rantings on this man. But I think I don't know. If it were someone like the Undertaker, fine, have his last match be against John Cena. You know, or if it's somebody like, you know, a Stone Cold Steve Austin or a Rock or somebody, fine. But Kurt Angle is one hell of a masterful technician in the ring. And for me, to have Kurt Angle's last match, you know, as, as technical and as great as Kurt Angle is against a brawler or a bruiser or, you know, a, a guy who throws punches, I think that is a tremendous waste, you know, and, and, to go to touch back on some throwback on something that you guys said before, I, if I could book my dream match in history in, in, in the WWE, I'm, I would have to say that my dream match would probably be Kurt Angle versus Owen Hart. Yeah. As amazing as those two men that is were a in match. the ring technically, I would lose my mind to see a Kurt Angle versus an Owen Hart. That would be probably one of the best. I don't know if anybody would be ever, ever able to top it. And I don't know who in the WWE at this point in time is as good technically as a, te of a technical wrestler as a Kurt Angle. Chad Gable. Oh, my Lord. That Jamoke yeah, has been but, passed yeah, back you and know forth. What? I love Gable. I love Gable. Party. Wow. Yeah. I love Gable. And it's I love American Alpha. He's tagging with, tagging with Kurt Angle Jr. Then he's tagging with Sheldon Benjamin. Then he's tagging with some other schmuck. Now, pretty soon he's going to be tagging with some other muckety-muck. Good Lord. Well, he's, he's, the he's, thing. he's the tag it's, team it's, ginger ale of WWE. <laughs> he he's is. Pair him with whoever. Gonna, I, I agree, Chuck. Gable's probably get Gable's heart, but he's not going to, you know, that, that's a step well, down from Baron Corbin. If So, 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 so. Let, let me bring it to this. If, if we're talking on the marquee, who do you want to see? Yes, you're right. John Cena may not be the biggest match, but like the, like the most like efficient, technically sound match, but it's going to be like a big match. Okay. It would How be many? a big name match as far as in-ring glory goes. No. 
I, I wholeheartedly uh, disagree can, that that would be a big match. Cena, Cena can, can do down. Yeah. Cena can do punches and a Canadian Cena can destroyer. Do a fisherman suplex. He can do a Canadian destroyer. Cena can cross Sometimes. his heart and and give himself crossed fingers in the Canadian destroyer. Frankly, if I was Kurt Angle and John Cena called in the ring, Canadian destroyer, and my response from Kurt Angle would be, la, "Hell no, hell no, yeah, right." Well, Sir, that, my neck has been broken eight hundred times. It's not going to be eight hundred and one. No, see, all right, ransom. So, 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 who are you calling? Who, who, who does Alec Ransom want to see as as Kurt Angle's final opponent on, on WrestleMania thirty five two weeks from now? You know, I don't know. As far as He's uh, young, uh, just. Uh, have mercy. <laughs> Listen, the Coronas are hitting <laughs> me hard here. Jagoffs. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I would like to see somebody who has good in ring. Not, not good, because I'm, I'm not saying that John Cena is not good in the ring. I'm just saying that somebody that's got more technical skills in the ring. Somebody like an AJ Styles or a Samoa Joe. Um, not Nakamura, because it would just be a match full of kicking in the face and, and punching in the PPs. As far no. as Shinsuke Nakamura is concerned, we'll see. Um, but I, somebody who's got somebody that it can be a wrestling—not you know, like amateur wrestling—but like I don't know. I, I don't want to see a JBL versus a. Uh oh! Did he just stroke out? <laughs> he may have. <laughs> okay, now hold now hold on. You know who would be really good? Now here's the thing: I'm not thinking from a star power marquee standpoint because you know you put. You put any of these guys that I'm going to mention, either one of these guys in the match, yeah, okay, on the marquee, the thing that's going to draw is Kurt Angle retirement, but it would give you a match that would absolutely wreck house. Actually, three guys. You do Chad Gable, no. Sheldon Sheldon Benjamin, no. or up-and-comer, up-and-comer, and it would give the big rub to him, Mustafa Ali. All right. Yeah. So, okay, I... I got the best Chad, one. Chad Gable, no, because Chad Gable is the seltzer water of wrestling. He's a he's a tag team. Somebody needs something to do. What do we got to do with him? I don't know. Put tag team him up with Chad Gable. Put a put a stupid you know copper looking belt on him. Who cares? That's Chad Gable. Uh, Sheldon Benjamin is one of those things where it's like, yeah. What are they gonna he was do? Twenty years ago. Twenty. See, here's the like, thing though. Why? You want to get that rub to a guy? Yeah. Why? Sheldon Benjamin. If you could spin it into some sort of an angle with Sheldon Benjamin, fine. Technically, I bet they would put on an amazing match. If you could spin it into something to say, you know, I don't know, Sheldon Benjamin comes out and attacks Kurt Angle and says, you got to face off against Baron Corbin, why not face off against me? I was part of the world's greatest tag team. I was Team Angle. You left me in the dust. You left me to flounder. Look where it got me. I got buried. I got fired. Now I'm back here and I'm teaming with this dummy, stupid, you know, Gable. You know, if they could spin oh, that into some way, sort of storyline, fine. You know, and it's by the way, Chad Gable, the and, Chad Gable, if you are listening, that is at Triforce Ransom. At Triforce Ransom. Put your vitriol towards him. The other two of us, we support it. No, that's that fine. Guy. Who, who, wait, who are you talking about? Chad Gable? Yeah, yeah. If, if he somehow uh, hears this, I... Mr. Gable, what is this? freaking send me a... PM me. Follow me on Twitter or Facebook. I don't know how Twitter works. I don't – whatever. I created a new Twitter for this stupid podcast. I don't twit. I don't twat. Oh, wait. We uh, had to <laughs> – uh, you, have, you have two kids. Yes, you indeed I'll twat. I'll give you my address. I'll give you my address, Chad. I'll spray, some, I'll spray some, some lime and some gin on you, and I'll throw you back like a gin and tonic. Oh, wow. All uh, right. But listen, anyway, so – 
uh, Mustafa Ali, fine. It, that would be a proper passing of the torch. They could put on an amazing in-ring match, and then at the at the final end, it, you know, if Mustafa goes over on Kurt Angle, it could be one of those things where Kurt gets up, shakes his hand, holds his hand in the air, gives him a big hug, talks to him a little bit in the ring, you know, off mic, kind of passes the torch to him, and that solidifies him as the next main guy. People look at him and go, ha ha, this guy's going to be something. He's the one that beat Kurt Angle. He, put, he was Kurt Angle's last match. You know, let's watch him. I'd be completely fine with that. Our truth. Well, and I, I know. Oh my God, get out of here! I know. This is the I know. podcast. I'm out. <laughs> I know. I, I know that we did that. That we need to be getting, you know, getting, getting on the next topic. But I, I, I'll say this: Mustafa Ali would be a good pick. Here's the one that I think is, is the most to me would make the most sense. Would be Johnny freaking Gargano. Johnny you know, Gargano guy, would be a great yeah. choice. You have great a guy choice. who could put on a technical masterpiece in the ring. You have a guy who, since they brought him up to the main roster hasn't done anything because Ciampa got hurt. You have a guy who could use that huge rub and giving Kurt Angle his last, you know, loss. I, you know, that makes sense to me. All right. Well, I think they would, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think they would put on uh, an amazing in-ring match. And at that point in time, you don't need to have, you know, a big back-and-forth build-up on the microphone because if you have an amazing match, you know, talking, you don't really need it. I'd all be right. all about hey. seeing Johnny Gargano go against go against Kurt Angle. That would probably be amazing. Since speaking and segueing, yeah, se- segueing from Gargano, let's let's talk about NXT. All right, let's um, let again. me go. You want me to go over the yeah. card? Well, yeah, yeah before, before 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 we get to that, um, you know, we're we're we're, we're this 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 episode's gonna be NXT heavy and uh, G one heavy uh, because of uh, the live show coming up uh, on. By the way, on uh, Saturday, April the sixth at 4 p.m. Uh, on Facebook Live. Check us out. I'll even try to Periscope, but if I can try and do that. But hey, yeah, again, the live show, April the 6th, 4 p.m. Uh, catch us live. Um, Good so to the see reason my ugly mug in person. <laughs> the reason that we're, uh, that, that, that we're doing NXT and, uh, and, and the G1 is because we want to get these predictions out there so that we can keep track and, uh, you know, make fun of the loser, whoever that's going to be, Poot the Bard. So go ahead, Poot. Go, go ahead. Wow. That All right. I have no idea what's happening. G1, so I have a feeling it's probably going to be me. I was going to say, I'm a little behind on G1 as well, so we're going to have uh, Beef the Legend lead the charge in that one, so blind leading okay. the blind. The, well, yeah, uh, let's do, let's do so, TakeOver first. All right, so let's do let's take care of TakeOver here. NXT TakeOver New York, it's going to be happening on Friday, which again, is, I think that's a little bit of a dumb decision, but that's regardless of here. So the matches that we have right now, we have well, the Is that uh, because of the Hall of Fame? That's going to no, be on sir. Saturday. I will... I'll I'll talk about that later. Oh we're, yeah, we're, we're we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I I promise you I will I will get to why I think NXT is on Friday night. But go ahead. Okay. Please. Okay. So so here we go. Here's the cards the, the card that we have so far. We've got uh, the NXT Tag Team Champion match. That's going to be War Raiders Hanson and Rowe versus uh, as Beef so perfectly called them Black Skies Alistair Black and Ricochet. So that's going to be a pretty great team. I'm going to give you the other matches. We'll go through real quick, talk about each one. Uh, the next one is Pete Dunn, the bruiserweight himself, whose shirt I'm wearing right now. You can't see that. Versus Volta. I can't wait. Pete Dunn's going to look like hamburger after that. My God. Oh. Adam, you have never seen Volta, have you? No, I have oh not. Oh, my God. You are going to love Volta. All right. Uh, 
Uh, Johnny Gargano <laughs> versus Adam Cole, baby. Two baby. out of three falls for the NXT Championship. Oh, by the way, the Pete Dunn-Walter match, that's going to be for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. So, again, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby. Uh, two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT Championship left by uh, Tommaso Ciampa, who, um, you know, had to vacate the belt due to injuries. And, and I'm going to keep going, but my pick for match of the night. Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle, the ultimate bro, or the original bro, whatever they want to call him, king of bros, for the uh, NXT North American Championship, and Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, uh, and Kyrie Sane, fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship. Let's start with the Tag Team Championship match, NXT Tag Team Champions, uh, War Raiders uh, versus Aleister Black and Ricochet. This one, and Beef's pointed pointed out to me uh, a while ago. Who is zipping something? What? Fuck, you gotta pick that up, son of a bitch. Sorry. What do you do? Put your, put your book bag away, preschooler. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you got to get out your trapper keeper? All right, I got to look up stats here. There's a little <laughs> flowers and little little cartoon Triple H's giving pedigrees. Um, Stat boy! Let's see. Uh, uh, but War Raiders versus Aleister Black and Ricochet. This is the other match that has the chance to be match of the night. Uh, because as Beef so pointed out on NXT TakeOvers, the tag team champion match, championship matches and also other tag team matches usually steal the show. And this looks like it's going to be opening things up. <laughs> Yeah, let me just use that as a. <laughs> that sounded like that, that was like a sound effect. It didn't even sound like a burp. It didn't sound like a burp. It, that's what like a burp. You, it sounded. That's what happens when you, God, that's what nightmare. happens when you Pittsburgh pile drive somebody. Oh. That's that sound right there. Uh, I I have no idea what it is with NXT and their tag team matches at their takeovers, but confound it all, I find myself gasping more at an NXT TakeOver tag team match than I ever did at any of the Ric Flair matches when he would take a back body drop, which I always gasped at because I was convinced that that was going to be his end. Right on his, <laughs> right on his tail. By the way... Right on the head. One of those times Flair's going to go over and then Kaplowy, his entire neck just turns to jello. Kaplowy. Yeah, but I, I, they are phenomenal. Any NXT tag... Oh, dear heavens, the Coronas. Any NXT TakeOver... I mean, really, who says that? NXT TakeOver... NXT TakeOver tag team match. Uh, they are... They're ridiculous. I mean, yeah. they're one of them. They're, they're, they usually blow away every yep. single match at and the actual WWE pay-per-view that follows. Oh, that, well, that's, yep. that's the thing, is that NXT TakeOvers, they set the bar as high as they possibly can, and they look at WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, anything, and they say, beat that. And like I, you said, I am, I am so much more entertained at most NXT takeovers. I would, yeah, most NXT takeovers are better than the actual WWE pay per views as far as entertainment value goes. You're, you're more sports uh, entertained. The, the shit, the shit they do on NXT, the amazing matches that they have. Holy crap! They're, they just blow the regular WWE pay per view matches out of the water every freaking time. And especially with the, in this one. War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe, they're guys that are built like me and Beef that can move like cruiserweights, and they're going up against Alistair Black and Ricochet, who do move like cruiserweights. This yeah. past NXT TakeOver, I think it was this past NXT TakeOver, was the first time I ever saw the War Raiders. And oh. I, I don't know that my mouth... I don't know that my mouth was closed 
the whole match. Like I, I was, They're my so mouth good. was, I, I, my mouth was a gog the whole friggin' match. I don't understand how men their size move like they do. It's unnatural. It, you're yeah. not wrong. It's. It, I was, I was flabbergasted at the amounts of of of, of aerial moves that they did and how. Uh, whew, the Coronas I, and and thinking of that match is really putting me into a, a you know a a, a, a tizzy. And I'm gonna and this match is that match is gonna be ridiculously phenomenal. And I'm going to echo the sentiment here. I'm, I'm not going to repeat everything because you guys are right. Uh, you know, NXT tag team matches are usually the match to watch. Now, I mean, all, all credit to NXT heavyweight championship matches and the uh, North American title and the women's. But usually, I enjoy the tag team matches more. So that being said, I have waffled on who's going to win this so much because I'm of two thoughts. One, and this is not a beef, this is not a beef the legend original thought. Uh, somebody mentioned this in one of the groups I was on uh, for, for Facebook. Um, that it's it makes sense, especially with what they're doing with Black and Ricochet, Black Skies, trademark. Uh, I just can't. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, it it makes sense. It it would be awesome to see them unify all three brands tag team belts. Have them win NXT on Friday night. Have them beat the Usos at Mania, and then have them beat the Revival at Mania. I just I think that'd be awesome. I just don't but I don't see, see it, it happen. No, that's so that's... that being said. That being said, you have two guys here. So if so, if they go that route, yeah, you know, you know. But that being said, you have two guys who are heading to the main roster, who are on the main roster, who are weekly features, versus two guys who are incredible, who just started their run, you know, not two months ago. I, you know, I'm picking the War Raiders. Um, I am also going to go with War Raiders because they're on a really good tear right now, and there's a lot of great tag teams down in NXT. I think they need to keep those belts there. There shouldn't be a unification. Let the War Raiders have those. Let Hanson and Rowe run roughshod and just kind of build up more of their brand in NXT. Call them up even at SummerSlam time if you want to be that quick about it, but let them kind of stew a little bit. What do you think there, Ransom? Uh, you know, to be honest, I don't I, I can't pick between the two as far as who's going to take the belts. Um, and this is going to sound like a, a WWE Universe answer coming up, so you know, strap in and brace yourselves. But uh, as far as whoever the winner is going to be, it's it's going to be the WWE Universe. I, I don't care who walks away with the belts. The match is going to be ridiculous. The match is going to be phenomenal, and and whoever wins, I'm I'm fine with good. because the match itself is is going to just blow blow us away. That's a good enough answer for me, man. That's that's a pretty good one. Now. Let's move on to the WWE United Kingdom Championship, Pete Dunne versus Walter. Now, um, now the thing here is I've been watching a lot of NXT UK, and it is a lot of fun. It is a whole dip different atmosphere over there with the crowds, the way that the, the talent works. You should check it out, especially Pete Dunne's held that belt for how long? 600-some days? He is the longest current reigning WWE like champion, champion that they have ever. currently. Like, yeah. and and the Yikes. thing is, not ever. No, no, not not ever. Like currently, like oh, well. the, of of their Corman, of of their current champions, like brand wide, no one has held a belt as long as him, or had held a belt as long as him currently. And Pete Dunne has proven and made himself like a credible threat to have held it that long. Like, you know what I mean? But Walter Adam. Yes. I broke kayfabe again. 
All right. Um, I, I'm done with this podcast and you two unprofessional jamokes. All right. Get out of here. Only guy drinking during the podcast. <laughs> all right. Get out of here. <laughs> no, um, no. Sorry, so, Mr. Bungo. What no. a buzzkill. Oh, that's all right. People can know my name. I don't care. The, uh, <laughs> no. So I, you. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go on. Um, I want you to go and Google real quick. Google I want you to type in Walter wrestler chop okay that's what i want you to do and i want you to go to images and i want you to see what volter does to people to get, get give him a second while we're talking about How do you this spell that uh w-a-l-t-e-r it's uh it's uh german walter chop you said yeah chop his chops oh i put i put chalk that's oh right. no walter chalk walter chalk draw it on the sidewalk <laughs> oh lord! No, Check out my rhymes. Go ahead and look up, uh, Walter Walter Wrestler. Oh my lord! Right, that man. <laughs> that that's not even funny. That man. Oh dear God! That it's man terrible. is a. <laughs> that man is the only man who has taken that belt off of Pete Dunn. It go, Walter. <laughs> He chopped this dude's aerial off. It flew into the crowd. It, dude, I'm telling <laughs> you something. Holy crap! Beef, have you have you seen this? Oh, I've seen it. Oh yes, god, sir. he turns Walter people. Chops the life out of Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> he will he will That's chop so... the soul out of Pete Dunne and take that belt. <laughs> the end. Yikes! The, Holy crap! Um, My chest hurts from watching these videos. That's dude, how bad so it is. I I. I want to dissent just just to create a little bit of a you know uh, um you know differential here. But I gotta tell you, man, like with with as big of a star as Walter is, with as long as a reign as Pete Dunn has had, I I have a hard time seeing Pete Dunn walk out with the title. Um, plus, I don't see him doing the bitter end to uh, to, to Walter. So no. uh, I I I too will pick Walter for the uh, UK title. Now, after seeing those pictures there, uh, there, Ransom, what do you think? Uh, no, I mean, if you think about it, if, if Pete Dunn beats Volter, what, what's next then? Yep. It'll ruin, it'll also ruin Walter as a credible heel or a credible monster. I mean, only. So like, my thing is, is that I don't, I don't see Pete Dunn winning because what, where do they go after that? Exactly. And like I said, where, Plus, not even where does Pete Dunn go? Where does where does Walter go? Well, yeah. Plus, as they say, boys, the money's in the chase. I love Pete Dunn. Oh, he's I do a too. great guy, and, and he's I, I love his style. But I mean, he's become a little bit stale as the champ. If 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 Walter beats him, and I, you know, I want this match to be the match of the weekend, I, and I think it could be. But I think it may actually end up being Walter absolutely dominating him, like circa um, um, uh, Brock Lesnar v Cena at SummerSlam a couple years ago. Oh. <clears throat> I think I think it could be a domination match where Pete where Pete Dunne has to like prove himself again and and eventually NXT Brooklyn I, through, uh, four maybe this this summer I, where he comes back and beats Walter. I think if Pete Dunne loses, not if when Pete Dunne loses that belt to Walter. What's going to happen is Pete Dunn's going to go to NXT proper or he's going to get called up. That makes sense. The too. end. Like, yeah. And then Walter, yeah. Walter's just going to lord over NXT UK for like a year, maybe two years. 
and then go over there. So well, Walter, Walter also, um, I can't remember the name of the, uh, the name of the organization in Germany that he actually owns. It's part owner. But the reason why the WWE came knocking on his door to bring him up to NXT proper or to the main roster. And he said no multiple times because he didn't want to be away from his family. And he didn't want to he didn't want to be away from his uh, his wrestling organization he has over there. So when they started NXT UK, Walter was more apt to do it and to sign on because, you know, he can go in for tapings and fly back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't even know if Walter's going to – I mean, they would have to probably – for him, just as a man standing on his principles, they'd have to throw all the money in the universe at him to go tour, you know, what, 300 days a year. Yep. You know what I mean? So – but I, I think this one's pretty cut and dry. I, I think Walter's walking out with that title. I agree. So, I, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Now this next, so let's look at the North America title match. Yeah, let's – Let's, let's jump ahead. Where, where, you know, I, I feel like WWE proper or main roster, whatever you want to call it, I feel like, you know, if, if we have conversations like this, like, well, where does this, where do these guys go if this guy wins and that guy doesn't? I feel like with NXT, I'm, I'm confident that, you know what, if Pete Dunne wins, it, it, everything will be okay. Yep. They'll, they'll find a place for Pete. They'll find an opponent for Pete Dunne. They'll find something for, for Volter. I think it'll be fine because I don't, I don't think that NXT. I don't fear NXT what's next like I do WWE what's next. All right, maybe that's, that's just, just maybe that's just because Triple H is in charge, I don't know, who knows. That could be. But let, like Beef said, let's move on to the NXT North American Championship. Uh here Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. This one's hard to call because Dream is really on a tear and is really over and people love Matt Riddle and Dream's not had that belt very long. Yeah, I'm. I don't, I'm pretty. I don't know if "confident" is the right word, but I, I'm. I'm comfortable calling Velveteen Dream for this one. One hundred percent agree. But it's 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 Dream, and I mean this match will surprise some people because I think I think it's going to be a really. I mean, I, you know, this whole card is going to be amazing. But uh, you know, oh, this, this yeah. match could be really good too. But I think I think that it's it's too early for Dream to be taking a loss. Uh, oh, I yeah. mean, you could say the same thing about Riddle because he has come in with a with a. With with a big you know pop, but I mean here's the thing, Dream is super over, uh, and I'm uh, both guys are super over, so it's gonna be a fun match to watch. But but I'm taking Dream. Yeah, you know yeah. what you know what the thing that I really like about Matt Riddle is that he can go from laid back, chilled, you know, uh, bro, to like flipping the switch in an instant, being super intense UFC fighter who could just rip you apart. Oh, he's awesome. But yeah. Matt Riddle is outstanding, and he'll have his time to shine. And I think, not that the North American Championship is anything to kind of, you know, shake a stick at or anything like that, but I think there's bigger things for Matt Riddle down the road. So I'm going to go with you guys. I'm going to say Dream walks out with this belt as well. I'm sorry. I just want to interrupt here real quick. And uh, I know this doesn't have anything to do with NXT, but I'm going to uh, voice my disgust and displeasure with something right now. Uh, Jay Aleto from PWP Nation just posted 10 minutes ago, Angles versus Styles will happen one final time on SmackDown Live. Can I just ask okay. the question, why in God's green earth are we having AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle on a SmackDown? If, if AJ Styles versus Kurt Angle happens on a SmackDown, 
and and Kurt Angle versus uh, Baron Dum Dum happens at WrestleMania, I'm probably going to throw my shoe at the television. So I think honestly, that's probably a way to placate the fans. That's probably it's probably a way of saying, hey, you know. We're sorry that we're giving you a shitty WrestleMania. Uh, Here's a really good match yeah, but, you're going to see on SmackDown. But that, that's gonna not going to placate anyone. Spot. They're going to have the thought no. exactly what, what... It's going to be an amazing match on SmackDown, and come WrestleMania, it's going to be Baron Bald... 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 Face. Uh, I can't... I just... Uh. No, and that's that's the thing. Is that see, I'm that really it's hoping that it's a swerve now. Because if they're going to put on Angle versus Styles in a SmackDown, I'm really it's, hoping Angle versus Corbin is a swerve for Mania. I don't, ah. I, I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. They're giving us these matches. They're doing Kurt Angle's, uh, you know, retirement uh, tour, whatever they're calling it. But then I, I still think that it's it's going to be Cena. It's going to be. I'm getting, I'm getting so mad I'm sweating. I do, well, I mean, that could also <laughs> be the Coronas. Um, well, well, let's not count out the Mexican cerveza. Uh, the, well, the cervezas. All right, let's, cerveza. uh, let's let's take a look at the four the fatal four way match NXT Women's Championship again. Shayna Baszler, who's the cha- standing champion here, uh, versus Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane. I man, I'll tell you what. Whether you like that five head or not, Shayna Baszler has done a really good job at being that just shit-eating heel who doesn't care and just really making people look good in her matches even though she walks out with that belt. Oh, I've come full a, circle. I've, I've come full dude. circle on her. Yeah, I, I've, I've come full, full circle on her. I When she gets to the main roster, I don't think she'll have success because she's not someone that Vince likes, you know, but... You know, and, and initially that's my that was my argument. Look, NXT is is basically a feeder for the main roster, and you know, there's no way that she has this, this kind of success. But but let's look at what we have here as its own like freestanding thing. And I think 100% Baszler has made a full tilt recovery from what I thought initially, which is that she was just awful. I think that she's a pretty good to great in ring worker. I think that her um, gimmick works for her. And I think she's pretty good in the mic, too. Um, that being said, um, there are also three other really good talents in this match. Um, I think that the reason that this is a fatal four-way match is so that Baszler can lose the title without even the pin. Uh, protecting Baszler is... is, is uh, Protecting ba- Baszler is, no- is, uh, is, is, is number one here. And I think it's going to be Iro Shirai, the, uh, the, uh, the goddess of the sky. Dude, honestly, I, I, was, I was just... I'm going to... I'm going to um reciprocate that here Shayna Baszler is 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 doing like I said she's doing great things she's been doing well with the character I am lukewarm on Bianca Belair and Kyrie saying I'm gonna take Io Shirai as well because I could watch Io Shirai wrestle a broom like yep. I she is in this match and I'm making bold statements here again Io Shirai is the best wrestler in this match bar none character wise Character-wise, Kyrie Sane's better. Bianca Belair's better. But I think, you know, talent-wise, it goes the Irish Shirai. Go ahead, Ransom. Yeah, I'm, I'm going <sighs> to... Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with, with you guys 110% on that because I, I, I agree that Shayna Baszler doesn't eat the pin because it still makes her look strong. Um, and I think... I just I don't think those other two are, are going to... Not that they're not women's champion material, but I just don't think that they're already been champion. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just I don't think it's I don't think it's their time. I think uh, 
Belair's not there yet, and and no. and I think had 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 Io Shirai not come in when she did, I think that this probably would have been Kyrie Sane. Yeah. Um, but because, but because Eero, she, he, and, 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 um, they're, they're a tag team too. So I think you can work a fun little dynamic there where they kind of one up and they're friends outside the ring. Them and, uh, Oscar uh, are all friends outside the ring as well. Cause they, they, they all come from uh, stardom. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, so. I'm agreeing with you guys. I think, I think you guys are, are spot on. All right. Um, now the last one, and in my opinion, my opinion, it will be match of the night. The NXT Championship, the vacant uh, NXT Championship match, two out of three falls. It's going to be Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling versus Adam Cole, baby. This is, this match, if it's not match of the night, I will eat my f my shoe. Like, I, I like, can't, like, you can't. You have Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, two wrestlers, in my opinion, who can do no wrong in the ring. Doing two out of three falls, creating high drama the whole time. If you don't think this is match of the night, there is something wrong with you. Yeah. I guarantee that if this was a, if 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 McMahon was booking this, if this was on a McMahon show, you'd see something goofy like a pin thirty seconds in. Um, so he he he, Vince McMahon could fuck up a wet dream. But go ahead, Ransom. Wow, that's jeez. Okay, well, I thought I thought I was wearing the heel pants, but uh, all right, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, got my heel Daisy Dukes on. Hello. Uh, what the hell are we even talking about? Are we doing a podcast right now? Um, is this I, real I, life? I, is this real life or is this? You're on your element, Donnie. You can't. Um, I don't see how this match isn't the best match at NXT Takeover. Or at WrestleMania, I don't. I don't know how any match at WrestleMania tops these two. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I can't think of a match that's on the WrestleMania card that's going to be better than uh, Cole versus Gargano. I just don't think there is. No, technical wise, no. Uh, you know, no! I think not even uh, a little bit. Drama, drama wise, I think we we could have a, a, a different discussion. But like, yeah, t technical wise, this is going to be a heater, definitely. I, I would I'm gonna go on a limb and say even drama wise because that's one thing that I think Johnny Gargano really really does well is to put on that drama of when he starts to get beat the crap out of in a match, man do people just want to they want to see him succeed. I don't know what it is about Johnny Gargano, but people want to see him succeed. And I I think even drama wise, those two without even having to touch the mic will be able to put on technical. A plus drama, A plus, you know, and and all around entertainment. I think it's going to be an A plus. Like I don't, I don't see how any WrestleMania match tops it at, at this year's card, unless they do something funky in the angle match. I don't know. I uh, like it. It. I'm hoping there, there's there's for me there's nothing more to say. Like this this match will speak for itself. Oh yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm torn though, because I'm hoping that. Uh, oh boy, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm hoping that Cole w wins the title because I'm such a big fan of Adam Cole. But on the other side of it, I'm okay if he doesn't because maybe, just maybe, that means that after Mania, the Raw after Mania, maybe Cole debut on the main roster. But then again, I'm kind of hoping that he doesn't because it seems like no matter what, how good you are in NXT, you come up to the main roster, you're great for a cup of coffee, and then you're tagging with freaking Chad Gable. 
Well, I mean, well, look at Bobby, look well, at Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode yeah. was a big, massive deal with NXT. He was yeah, glorious yeah. Bobby Roode. He comes to the WWE, the main roster. He's great for a cup of coffee. And well, no, what's he happening. Went, He's no. tagging with stupid freaking Chad Gable. No, when they brought him up, when they brought him up to, from from NXT, he was awesome ah. in NXT. He was he was like the modern day Ric Flair. They had Chad a nail. No, 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 no. The, the 2019 version of Charlie Haas. But then when That's they once again, when once again, Chad Gable, that is at Triforce Ransom on Twitter. When yeah, they, come get some, dum dum. When. When they when they brought Bobby Roode up from NXT, Vince he came in his first match. He came in and he was just white meat baby face, smiling, chuckling the whole thing. Because Vince went, "Well, Bobby Roode's not over. Bobby Roode, it's not. It's the glorious thing that's all." Yeah, that's yeah, exactly pretty much what nailed he did. it right there. That's pretty. You pretty much nailed it. That and and so because of that, he, right, so he never, they never pulled the trigger on him. He was a way better heel. Yeah. So, gun to your head, Ransom. Who wins this match? Cole or Gargano? Uh, oh, the zipper again. Um, <laughs> Damn it. I don't know. I say Cole. Oh. Because I'm, I'm hoping the Triple H doesn't let Cole go up to the main roster just because he doesn't want to lose such an amazing talent to get thrown into a giant, stupid, festering pool of mediocrity. I, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to echo him again. Adam Cole, because what, what what's going to happen? Johnny Gargano wins that belt. Are they going to keep that belt on him? Keep him at the top of the of NXT, waiting for Ciampa, who may or may not get better to the point where he can wrestle. Because that with neck injuries like this, this is very much like uh, Edge's neck injury. Like yeah, it like they said, if he didn't get that surgery to get fixed, one bad shot to his head or to his neck or shoulders or whatever, and he'd be paralyzed. Like he, oh, yeah. that's the problem. Is like. You don't know. So what do you do? Do you keep the you put the belt on Johnny, have him stay in NXT and wait it out and see if Tommaso Ciampa can come back and then finish the storyline they were going to finish in the first place? No. You send Johnny Gargano to main roster, have him up there, do his thing, and try and treat him better than you would a Bobby Roode or a lot of other call-ups that have been done. And you happen. put the belt on Adam Cole so that he can fulfill what he said about 2019 having the undisputed era being draped in gold and so I, I i'm going to be the go off on this is i really hope that when the time comes and frankly i i personally i dread it but when the time comes when adam cole comes up to the main roster i hope they bring the entire undisputed era up to the main roster i don't know why they wouldn't but i really really hope that they do. Well, that's like I said, just, that works that real well for sanity. Uh, yeah. That's just another thing. Like you come from NXT mm -hmm. where you're amazing and you put on these amazing matches. You have these amazing stories and you just are, are, are phenomenal. You come up to the main roster and you're just donkey chow for these freaking stupid Randy Orton's and, uh, so I'm going to be the lone dissenting opinion here. I think Johnny Gargano wins this match. Um, and here's why. All right. This, this has been building for Gianni Gargano for three plus years. The whole, the DIY thing, you know, put, put, putting these two together and having them win the tag team titles, overcoming all odds, and then the breakup and the, the whole thing with Ciampa, and then like the whole heel turn for Gargano, and then getting back with Ciampa, and then you know, um, Ciampa taking him out on NXT with them breaking up again. You know, 
I think regardless of Champa's stake in this, so yes, Poot, you make a wonderful, um, great comment. You don't want to, you know, there's no way that they're going to hold this belt on um, Gargano until Cole, until until um, uh, Champa gets back. There's no way. But I think at the same time, this is like three years of a storyline that needs a resolution. And the biggest, one of the biggest things that I have with WWE that a lot of people have with WWE is the lack of resolution in storylines. I love Adam Cole, and he's going to have his time to shine, be it NXT, be it, you know, a SmackDown Raw, whatever. I, I truly believe that he's the kind of talent that is going to be noticed, period. But Gargano, and, and he's, I, you know, I, I feel the same about Gargano, too. But, you know, to me, they put way too much time in, in, into this storyline with Gargano chasing the title and just being a, a fingertip away. You know, to me, this is it. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I, and, and I'll, you know, officially I'm picking Gargano, but I, I'm going to echo Adam's sentiment about the tag team match here. The true winner is the WWE Universe because this is going to be a clinic. This might be the best takeover match of all time. Um, yeah, this yep, is I can this, see that. This, this 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 might be the match of 2019. Um, honestly, uh, I I know it's still early, but that's you know. Well, you know, uh, we uh, we've been talking a lot about WWE Takeover WrestleMania and everything, and we got some more stuff to talk about outside of that. But why don't you thank our sponsor again, there, uh, Beef? I certainly will. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, again, uh, we we definitely want to thank uh, WrestleDeals.com for um you know p- putting a sponsorship in with us and taking a shot at us. Uh, we're we're super excited about the partnership. Um, and so again, that's uh, wrestledeals.com, and uh, that is your home for violent deals and bloody good prices. Yeah, I mean, you know, and again, kudos to this guy for uh, for taking a shot in the dark on uh, on three nobodies, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to start up a podcast and you know be moderately entertaining. Uh, you know, I, I do. I hope this podcast turns out to be a great success. Not anything, you know, monetary wise. You know, I'm not hoping to get anything out of this. Um, you know, I'm not hoping to get any sort of fortune or fame out of it. I'm just hoping to have a good time. And yeah. uh, I'm hoping that anybody listening to this podcast has a good time as well. You know, if, if we if we manage to entertain a handful of people, then I'm happy at the end of the day. So Damn right. What I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think we're having fun. I think we've already succeeded. I'm having a good time. Um, yes, sir. So what we've got coming up as well. Uh, on April 6th, so WrestleMania weekend here is going to be the 13th annual uh, G1 Supercard here. And really quick, and this is a point that Beef wanted to Beef wanted to make here. Really quick, running down the the card because this is a stacked stacked card. Yeah, you have. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll hit it. Yeah, you get, get, get ahead. But you've got you've got Jay White, who is the IW uh, Switchblade Jay White, who is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, taking on Kazuchika Okada, the Rainmaker himself. Mm. Uh, then you also then oh then my you goodness, that, that was a... I can't wait to hear about this one. Then you have the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa taking on Villain Enterprises, PCO and Brody King, uh, for the uh, ROH World Tag Team Champions and the IWGP Winner Take All in that one. Uh, 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 Tajiri Ishimura uh, taking. Nope. Taji. What? Taji? Ta- Is it Taji? Taji Ishimori. Oh, man, yeah. I need Taji to. Taji Ishimori versus man. Dragon Lee versus Bandito. Bandito. Man, I need to get some glasses. Good God, I'm an old man. <laughs> Three-way uh, three way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Uh, then on the pre-show, on the pre-card here, um, you have uh, the Honor Rumble, which will be a great time. Uh, then you also have Jay Lethal who is the uh, ROH World Champion taking on Marty Skrull and Matt Tavern in a three-way ladder match. So oh that's going to be great. I can't wait. I really hope the villain walks out on that one. 
I don't know if he will, but I'd love to see it. Then you have uh, for the never open weight uh, winner take all never open weight champion and ROH World Television Champion. Uh, you have Will Ospreay, who's the never weight open champion, versus Jeff Cobb, who is the ROH TV champion. Then you have uh, Bully Ray taking on. Uh, a to-be-determined opponent here in a New York street fight, so that's going to be an old man fight. Uh, Rush versus Dalton wow. Castle in a singles match. And uh, what's the last one here? I can't see. Mayu Awatani versus uh, there we go. who knows at this point yeah, for the Ring knows? of Honor World Championship, Women of Honor World Champion. So, this so is I'll talk a little bit about this. This is, this is kind of my wheelhouse. Yeah, so this is this is kind of my wheelhouse. Um, <clears throat> I'm... I'm a big, and I, I always have been a big indie guy. Um, support, by the way, I'll, I'll mention this too. Support your local indies, you know, whether it be IWC, whether it be Imagine uh, Wrestling and Altoona, um, whether it be Phoenix Pro, you know, get out there. If, if, if you see a show, if you see a flyer on a Saturday night uh, at, at your local high school gym, VFW, whatever, get out there and support it, man. It, hey. it, it's a blast. They're that's some of the some of the best members of my life for supporting KCW and the old Altoona Armory. So, Dude, and and who did we see wrestle in KCW? Who is uh, uh yeah, uh, well, first of all, Jason Gore, who's an amazing talent right now on the yep. indie scene, but I think specifically you're looking at Sterling James Keenan, aka Corey Graves. Yep, um, lo lots of great, and I mean, we 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 saw the Sandman there, so yeah, I mean, you know, get out there, um. Yes, there's going to be some, you know, there, there may be some old guys who are out of shape that may not, you know, deserve to be there. But I guarantee, easy, easy. I'm an old guy that's out of shape. All right. Well, <laughs> and, and I, but I guarantee you this: you will see some amazing talents. Uh, DJ Z, by the way, just signed a, a contract reportedly with with WWE. Wow. He's another guy. He's in IWC. I remember seeing him uh, in IWC Clearfield whenever he was doing like the whole Rick the Model Martel gimmick. Anyway, nice. so this is kind of my. This this is kind of my uh, wheelhouse, uh, so I'm, I'm 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 very geeked up for this card. Um, I I don't think it's going to take a run at Takeover or at Mania, but I think it's going to be uh, very entertaining. Um, you know, so I, I you know we we so we're going to keep track of the standings for like you know who who gets uh, every you know all these picks right and everything. I don't think it's fair to do it for this because. Um, some of us may not be as, you know, uh, knowledgeable. And even some of these guys in the card, I'm not sure. But, but we'll still talk about it. So, uh, starting at the bottom of the card. Uh, so, I, uh, real quick, Poot. I, I want to I I get back to something you said about Bully Ray. Yeah. About the old man fight. Yeah. Oh. Bully Ray. Bully Ray is Bubba Ray Dudley's best work ever. I loved him as a Dudley boy. Bully Ray is an amazing heel. And he can still go. So, honestly, I don't know who it's going to end up being. I know who I want it to be. I want it to be Minoru Suzuki, and uh, if you Ooh. haven't seen Minoru Suzuki wrestle, good God, Google it, man. YouTube it. He oh. is a blast to watch, and he throws chops and kicks and slaps, and oh man, he is I, just a workhorse. I would he's like, like fifty. He might even be like sixty some odd years old. He he's easily one of my top five right pay wrestlers right now. But I'd if, love to geez. see Suzuki. If it is if it is Minoru Suzuki, I definitely take back my comment. Yeah, right. Like one hundred percent. Ironically, it would be an old man fight at that point, but it would still be off the friggin' chain. Dude, you know what? Um, Every night before I go to bed, I check under my bed for Minoru Suzuki's. Yeah, right. <laughs> check your freaking closet. You know, don't don't get him wet. He might multiply. Don't. Get him <laughs> wet. I mean, for God's sakes, this dude. There. 
I, I used to feel like the only guy that I could walk down. I mean, you know, a lot of people could, could kick my ass, obviously. But there's like there, there used to be one guy who I'd never want to see in the dark alley, and that was James Harrison. He scared the piss out of me, just the way that he looks at people. Minoru Suzuki is right up there with James Harrison. Like, if I saw him coming at me, I'd walk the other way. It doesn't matter if I'd have nope. to go five miles around. I'm walking away from him. Although, although I hear he's a real great guy to, you know, see at cons and stuff. Yeah. So, but um, real real quick. So, this, th- there, there are four big matches that I want to talk about. Um, so, the, the tag team match, I think, is blown because... They had the Briscoes with the real world titles, and I think that the bro that the, the Briscoes versus God would have been amazing. I don't know enough about Villain Enterprises other than they're you know affiliated with Marty's Marty's Girl, so that's gonna be good. Uh, the Junior Heavyweight Title Match: uh, Taji Ishimori, the Bone Soldier, versus Dragon Lee versus um, Bandito. Um, Bandito's another guy who's who's up and coming, uh, who's really really good. Dragon yeah, Lee, is. Dragon Lee's a blast to watch. But he's also pretty haphazard. He's the guy that took out Takahashi uh, and um, um, caused him to have to vacate the junior title and has cost him over a year of his career at this point. So that's Oof. a bummer. But that – so, you know, uh, bottom line is, is is if you're looking for something to watch on Saturday night, subscribe to New Japan World. It's like nine. 79 a month. It's worth it for the one month just to see this card. Um, you can also White find Okada, it on Fight. I think the Fight app. True. Yeah, or or, or, or the, uh, the the row subscription. Yeah. Um, so I'm sick in hell of fucking Okada. Okada and Ooh. Tanahashi. You oh, here could, we go. You, Settle you in. Ship them fucking off because I am so tired. If here's the thing about wrestling fans, and and you know who you are when you're listening to this. Uh-oh. If you're not a fan of what's been done with John Cena and Roman Reigns, then you should not have one kind word about Kazushika Okada. Or Hiroshi Tanahashi because that's the same shit. They are bailing these two faces down your throat. Tanahashi's had a great career. He brought New Japan through a lot of bad times. Good for him. But step the fuck aside, all right? He should not have been <laughs> Kenny Omega. It should have been fucking straight switchblade Jay White. And Okada, I don't get it. He's a he's a good worker. I won't call him great. He's a good worker. He has entertaining matches, and he's got a fun gimmick. Uh, he's like an 87 million time champ. He's held the belt for 15 years running over New Japan. I'm tired of him. I'm tired of Okada. If White doesn't win, then it's a fucking miscarriage of justice. Oh, my goodness. It's a, but one, one more real, real quick note here. Okay. What I think may be a runner-up for Match of the Weekend... Might be Will Ospreay versus Jeff Cobb. Yeah. If you've never seen either of these two guys, saddle in. Jeff Cobb's another guy like the War Raiders or uh, like Killian Dane, who is a big dude, but he moves like uh, like, like guys on two five live. Jeff Jeff Cobb that, is r- ridiculous. Like when you see he's so, like but, but, uh, uh, ransom. He's like ooh. he's like. He's like Rhino if Rhino moved like a cruiserweight. Oh dear heavens! Yeah, but that's just that's a murder ball. Yeah. So uh, okay, so is that your is that your your take for before we get to uh, our little uh, question thing that we have going on? What is your match of the weekend? Let's is that your call? Uh, it's not that. It's no, no. It's that's going to be close. Um, uh, match of the weekend. Uh, you know, it's it's tough to say, especially with with Mania kind of still floating out there. Because there are some potential 
really good matches at Mania. Um, I think the women are going to kill it. I think that Rollins and uh, Lesnar is going to be good. I think that uh, uh, Kofi and KO and Brian and Mustafa Ali and whatever whatever combination that they have here, I think it's going to be good. But honestly, I think that the best match comes from TakeOver. And we have three top-tier candidates from TakeOver. We have the tag team title match. We have Dunn and Walter. And we have uh, Gargano and uh, Cole. Um, it, gun to my head, I'm saying Gargano and Cole. But I think Dunn versus Walter is very close. For me, I'll make the bold statement. I don't need to go on about it. It's going to be it's gonna be Cole and Gargano. Bar none. Walter and, and Pete Dunn is going to be a good one. But man. I, it, it you, you if if you think that any other match during this weekend is going to be the match of the weekend, you're crazy. That's that's all I'll say on that. So what about you, Ransom? Um, I, mine's a toss up. I can't honestly make. Um, I, I can't make a decision between the two. I, I you know, along with you guys, I want to say it's going to be Cole and Gargano. Uh, but I think it's also going to be a toss up between the, um, tag team. NXT tag team title match. I could see those two matches uh, over anything in the entire weekend making me scoot up and sit on the edge of my seat the most out of out of any of the other matches. And frankly, you know, and I'll be honest, at the end of the day, I don't care which which team, which person wins or loses. I wholeheartedly agree that between those two matches, the winners are going to be the fans. All right. I don't care who walks away with the belt. It, we're going to win. All right. I, fair enough. Well, so one of the other things that we decided to do on here was uh, a little bit of a trivia. Ask uh, ask each other some questions and see uh, see if we can uh, see if we can stump each other and see what the breadth of our knowledge is here. We're calling it hot tag trivia. Now we're gonna ask questions. Uh, I don't know the order here. I'm gonna let Beef uh, the Legend take care of that. But uh, we'll see uh, we'll see if we can stump each other here. So uh, Beef, what's the order gonna be? Yes. So what we are looking at. Um, <laughs> yes. Do... Yes. Oh, I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really kind of fleshed it out. So, um, so let's. I'll ask Adam a question. Ah, damn it! I promise we will get this right on the next podcast. I am. I will complete ask... confidence that it'll never happen. <laughs> I, I will, I will ask Ransom a question. Ransom will yeah. ask Poot the Bard. Poot the Bard will ask Beef the Legend. Let's lead with Ransom versus Poot the Bard. Go right, right ahead. Well, here's the thing. I'm uh, unfortunately, I apologize. I'm going to call an audible. Um, this is more going to be along the line of a ransom asking Poot and Beef. We're going to see All which right. one of you guys can come up with the answer first. Big swerve. Go ahead. I will lead off with this. The question is: Name this pay per view. All right. Okay. And it's 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 going to be a, a foregone conclusion. It's going to be a Royal Rumble because all the questions have to do with the Royal Rumble match. All right. So I want to know what Royal Rumble this is. Okay. At one point in time in this particular Royal Rumble, Owen Hart begins to come down to the ring, but before he could make it to the ring, he's ambushed by Jeff Jarrett, who is the NWA champion. And his manager, Jim Cornette. At which point in time, JR proceeds to say over the microphone, that Jim Cornette is a stain on the underwear of life. Which every time <laughs> I hear it, makes me pee my pants. All right. I'm, I'm going to say it's... We watched this. We, we watched this no more than two months ago. I know. I think Do it's... you know already? You know... 
No, I don't. I had it. I thought I would have you dumped. I. No. I'm not. I'm not certain of the year. I, I have an idea. I think but, it's. But I'm not certain. I think it's Rumble '96. So I think it's in that same time frame. I believe it is one of the one of the Michaels Rumbles. Um. So I think. I think it's '95. Okay. Well, we're gonna continue on with the question. Oh. Uh, in this particular Royal Rumble, Cactus Jack enters number one. Chainsaw Charlie enters number two, and both of these two gentlemen proceed to place a trash can over the head of an up-and-coming The Rock and beat the trash can that is over his head with chairs until The Rock falls out of the ring. Not over the top rope, mind you, but out of the ring. Wait, so this is... Wait, 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 wait. So this is the same rumble? This is the same rumble. Ooh, oh, it, it might be 98. And... I, uh, it might be ninety eight. Let me get ninety seven in there. Yeah, I think I think I because that's 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 a weird time frame. Yeah. Well, if this if this is any, I'm not saying that either one of you two are wrong on your last guesses, but hopefully, this will, this will get it. This will get it for one of you. All right. This is the Royal Rumble where, a one Mick Foley appeared as Cactus Jack. Mankind and Doodle oh, all in the same rubble. 98. 98 is correct. Yeah. <laughs> who oh, won 98? That was 98. Oh, who won 98? Austin. Austin. Yeah, that was Austin. Austin. I think. Yeah. Yep, that was Mr. Steve Austin. Yep. Well done. I thought I was going to have to keep going. You nope. guys got it quick. Nope. 98. All right. So then I'm asking Beef. You got it. All right, Beef. I got a good one. At WrestleMania 10. Oh, uh, uh, no. At WrestleMania 10, Earthquake took on Adam Bomb, okay? Now, the reason that Earthquake took on one Adam Bomb uh, was because of an injury to his former opponent. Who was supposed to be Earthquake's opponent originally? Oh. <clears throat> Damn. Um, I have nowhere to I actually didn't know. I... I, you know, I, I didn't even know that that wasn't supposed to be Adam Bomb. No, nope, um, wasn't supposed to be Adam Bomb. Can I interject real quick while Beef is thinking? Sure. Did Adam Bomb go to WCW? Yes. Yep. He was. He was. He was part of Chronic. Him and yep. him and Crush were Chronic. Yep. Who was Who was he in WCW? Was he Brian Adams? Brian Clark. Brian Clark. Brian yeah. Clark. Was Brian Adams Crush? Crush. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um. Oh God, you know, I, I. I want to say Typhoon because that makes sense to me. Um, it's too early for Vader, I think. Um, shit. Now remember, that's... Adam Bomb was put in there because of an injury. This person right, suffered too. an injury uh, before the before the uh, before Mania back in January, and this was 1994. Okay. So Yikes, who was who no was it supposed either. to be? Said justice. No. Uh, no, that's not said justice. Um, I can't, I, you know, I What's I don't it? even know who, who, who Earthquake would be feuding with at that point. The only thing I can think of is the natural disaster. So I, I, I'll say Typhoon. Nope, it was Ludwig Borga. Oh! Yeah, there you go. Oh, 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 oh. Wow, talking about your throwback. Yeah, that's, man. Uh, yeah, man, I threw, I threw you right under the bus there. All that right, was so, a hell of a question. All right, so go ahead. Throw Adam under the bus now. Oh, I'm Ransom. confident that this is going to be nowhere <laughs> near 
my ability to answer. Nowhere near us. No, I mean it's 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 up there. So it's WrestleMania um, one. Who was sitting in the front row of the crowd? I don't know, man. Oh, uh, it was definitely Garth Brooks looking guy. Yeah, the correct answer is that jackass with that fucking green Miley Fisher with his tan fucking head. And that is that is at Beef the Legend thirteen at me, bro. Come at me, bro. Stop sitting in the middle of the fucking front row. We're all thinking it. We're all fucking thinking it. Every and I'm time, sorry, actually... every every pay per view. Every pay-per-view, we watch every Raw, every pay We're just like, who's this Garth Brooks-looking motherfucker? Who's that guy? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fucking t-shirt, man. Every freaking event. T-shirt, man. My ad is actually Beef the Legend 42. At me, bro. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I will have you on the fucking podcast. You can answer all these questions. Fucking stop, man. So my question for you, Mr. Ransom. Oh, please be easy. Ah, well, it's... So Who went I'm, by I, the name of the Texas Rattlesnake? Yeah, right. Um, so there are Nick some Park people Wiggle. in history. Parkwinkle. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some people in history who have absolutely carried the company uh, through some tough times. And those people always tend to headline mate WrestleMania more than others. So this is a two-part question. There are two... And and this is there's kind of a backdoor answer to this, but I'm 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 gonna give you straight up. There are two wrestlers who hold who hold the most WrestleMania main events. Who are they? Yikes. Uh, if you make if one of these answers is Bret Hart, I'm gonna climb through the phone and I'm gonna poop down your throat. Wow. I, just, I hate I hate him. Wow. Um, I'm gonna say probably I'm gonna say Stone Cold. Is that a yes? Is that a and? no? I'm not gonna tell you until you give me about the answers. Son of a big piece of shit. Oh, uh, hurtful. <sighs> <laughs> main evented, main evented WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yikes! If if he doesn't get these right, can I take a shot at him? You certainly can. All right. I feel like I feel like the second one would be an old dude, but I don't. Yikes. Part of me wants to say uh, The Undertaker, but I don't know if... I will, I will give you a hint. One All of right. these is a no-brainer. The other one makes a lot of sense after fact. In hindsight. Is it... Uh, Sid? Is that probably, what you're going to say? No. <laughs> Not Sid. <laughs> Sid. Sid Vicious Justice Psycho. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna feel like I'm, I'm I'm a dummy because these two guys are probably from the same like genre or whatever. But I feel like I want to say Stone Cold and like a Triple H. All right. Okay. Can I take a and choice? Everybody... Stone Cold or a that... I don't know. So 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 that is not the correct answer. I'm not telling you that they're both wrong. I'm just saying that's not the correct answer. Poot, what do you think? All right. Uh... I'm all right. I'm gonna say. Oh. I'm gonna say John Cena. And the Rock. Poot, you're way off. Oh. Uh, so, the most WrestleMania uh, main events is a tie between Hulk Hogan, uh-huh. who basically capitalized all of them yeah. uh, in, you know, the, the, the single digits except for one, and Triple H. Ah. So, and here's, here's what's kind of dicey. Uh, Hulk Hogan technically 
has uh, eight. But I don't count that fiasco at WrestleMania nine when he beat Yokozuna because I, you know, yes, it's an official match, but I don't, I don't feel that that's a main event match because it, no. it wasn't built. It was a main event. Um, so it was a that whole both, that whole mania was a main event clusterfuck. That's what it was. <laughs> both Hogan and Triple H have seven WrestleMania main events. So and that that's I, I was fucking shocked whenever I did the math and I saw that Triple H had seven of them. But then I'm like, oh, well, that makes fucking perfect sense. So the second part of this question is, and so this makes it a little bit easier, who has the most consecutive WrestleMania main events? Consecutive meaning calendar year. Oh, Hogan. Roman Reigns. Oh, Hogan. I will take that. I, I, I will take that answer from both of you, and you're both correct. It oh. is Hulk Hogan and Roman Reigns. Hulk nice. Hogan had five, six, seven, and eight. And Roman Reigns, of course, has had uh, 31, 32, 33, and 34. Look at look at that. Together, we're a smart person. Yeah! All right. Teams we can make We can make brain happen. All right. We've, uh, we've, been, going, we've been going on for uh, the better part of uh, two hours here, fellas. It's been a good one. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. But there's, there's something that Beef came up with that we're going to do. Always end, pod- always end the podcast on a positive note. This is Poot the Bard's swan song. I'm going to talk about some positive things in wrestling. Now, uh, can I can I go I ahead on my can I go ahead on my little statement? You go ahead, Poot. All no. right. So whether you're happy no. with what? I say no. Oh uh, well, you shut up over there. I disagree the, uh, with this segment. Listen, you go ahead. All right, it's ruined. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, so it's over. You ruined first, it. Debbie. First swan song. You've you done it. You ruined it, Debbie. You ruined it. Next week, Rizzler versus Bard. All right. <laughs> All right, J- that's going to be the running Rizzler thing. Song? Just wrong names for Fauntleroy over there. All right. All right. I, hate, I hate the both of you. I hate you too. All right. The um, all right. So whether or not you're happy with the way that WWE books things on their main roster, the 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 misdoings, the the you know, and it, it's making you feel bad about being a wrestling fan. You're going like, man, this is depressing. You got to remember that we've talked about. I mean, and I kind of personally in my mind, I know it's all part of the WWE umbrella, but NXT, we talked about, uh, you know, G1, Raw, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. You have AEW that's going to be coming up here. Uh, and, and, and like even the small indies are doing great work. There is good wrestling out there. This right now, if you were a wrestling fan, a laps wrestling fan, as I like to say, and you are like, you know what? Why would I watch wrestling? I watched that when I was a kid. It was dumb. Listen, wrestling now, this right now is the renaissance, the best time to get back into wrestling. You have talents out there like the Young Bucks, like, uh, you know, Adam Cole, like uh, the War Raiders. You have a lot of the guys out on the indie scene doing great work. You have uh, things even down in AAA. You have guys that are doing stuff and they're going to be play, uh, performing for um, AEW. You have the Lucha Brothers. There's so much good out there in the wrestling world. If you sit there and you go, you're a WWE fan and you focus on that and you see the missed bookings, uh, you see some of the, the politicking that they do and you're not happy about that. Looking at actual product, in-ring storytelling, this is one of the best times, in, in my opinion, in history, to be a wrestling fan. They're doing better work in-ring, more exciting work, more ent- entertaining work than ever. 
So, you know, if, you, if you're kind of down on the product, you're down on this, you're down on that, stretch out a little bit. Go check out New Japan. Go check out Row. Get those subscriptions and watch because it will reinvigorate you and it will make you as big of a fans as I think all of us have become. We've had our ups and downs keeping track of the product and keeping uh, being fans. But this right now is the best time to be a wrestling fan. So, you know... Keep your head up and watch some of the product. You might have heard us talking about it's like, well, who are some of these guys that are on uh, G1 Supercard? Watch it. Watch them. You might find one of your favorite wrestlers. I mean, I was introduced to Marty Skrull, the villain. I love him. He, he He's like an evil version of Bob Backlund. It's great. Back when Bob Backlund was in his prime, that is. You know, like, so that's really my swan song is that, you know, wrestling is at an apex again. It's it's fun. It's entertaining, and there's good storytelling and good wrestling. So there you go. I'm sorry, I dozed off after the word renaissance. I couldn't agree with you more, Poot. That that's I that's, thought you were going to say I can't, positive note. Uh, right there, you go. Well, this has been a really good first episode. I'm I'm excited, man. This is great. Jury's out. Yeah. We'll see. Jury's out. What? Uh, always the heel pants. Don't but, go um, throwing around words like this has been a really good first episode until, you know, you see how many viewerships we get and how many times freaking Chad Gable shows up at my doorstep. <laughs> oh, he will. He will. Don't worry. And, He'll and, at you, bro. And you know what? I'll cut him. I'll I cut will, him right in his uh, face. Right in his will, jabroni jobber-eating face. I'll, I'll close on this uh, little bit of uh, breaking news. Guess who just retired from the NFL who might be showing up at the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? Who's that? Gronkowski. He sure did. Who? Rob Gronkowski. Oh no! <laughs> I yeah, would I put money. I put money down that you see him at WrestleMania. I don't know Winner, what winner, chicken dinner. But I, I, I will put money down that for some reason, freaking Rob Gronkowski shows up, and that other jackass that used to be a football player who sucked it up in WWE shows up, and they Goldberg? just they, no that the the, 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 the other fridge? dummy who oh, I'm gonna cut you both in the face, Maven. <laughs> Maven? Um, the dude, the last time Gronkowski was on, he was all broing it up for a while and then he disappeared. Oh, he was he was part of that, the hype. Mojo. Bros. Yeah, Mojo. Mojo Rally. Rally. That's it. Yeah, that cockfight. <laughs> that cock. Hey, well, you know what? This will be a great talk to have in just under two weeks on Saturday, April the 4th at 4 p.m. when we do our Facebook live cast which you can watch your favorite Pittsburgh podcasters, Pittsburgh Piledriver podcasters, and Don't look at our ugly mic. with a podcast. Flubbed. It's all good. But yes, Saturday Flubbed April 6th. Beef, you want to give us a rundown of where people can check us out, social media and all that good stuff? Oh, good Lord. Yes, sir. Uh, it is on Twitter at Pit Pile Driver. That's P-I-T-T, Pile Driver. On Facebook, you can search for Pittsburgh Piledriver Podcast. We don't have an Instagram yet because, again, ugly mugs. Uh, but and then of course we are on YouTube with Pittsburgh Cloud Driver Podcast. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We will be uploading content as much as we can. Uh, no promises. Uh, you know, like us on Facebook. We will be sharing the live feed exclusively there and probably through our personal accounts as well because you know get them viewers. Uh, like us on Twitter. Fire us some questions at us on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. Let us know something that you'd like to hear us talk about on that uh, live broadcast, and we'll. Uh, Field some questions. Have some good. Have, have a good time with it. And Beef, what's your Twitter handle? 
It is at Beef the Legend forty two. Uh, Mr. Pootski, what 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 is yours? What is yours? It's at Poot the Bard. Oh. And by the way, Chad Gable again. That's at Triforce Ransom. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mr. Gable, you'll figure figure it out. I have three followers. I'm following nobody because I just signed up for stupid Twitter when this Pittsburgh pile driver calamity happened. Uh, <laughs> the so, PC, yeah. the PPC, the PPC. Suck it. <laughs> oh, Pittsburgh no pile driver calamity. Show up. We'll play a game of chess. We'll drink some Coronas. I'll punch you in the PP and send you on your way. <laughs> oh, it's exactly what you do when I come visit. That's right. I'll give you the old Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> one, two, three, kapow. All right. Hey, guys, this was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, again, make sure to look at our uh, Facebook uh, live stream. It'll be a good time. And uh, for uh, for Beef the Legend and uh, Fauntleroy Heel Pants and uh, myself, Poot the Bard, have a good don't night. My, don't even plug my name. Good night, good day, <laughs> and good evening.